The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome back to another year of Hope Reigns. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiella. Mike, Happy wow, New Year, my happy friend. Happy New Year 2024 to you. is here. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, boy. I had a time to, to reflect a little bit on 2023 and all the great things. But then yeah. the excitement came. It's go- it is 2024. Amen. A lot of great things are going to happen. Man, I tell you what. We are so thankful for the listeners who join us from yes. around the country in southern Ontario every Saturday. We try to share some God-sized stories from the mission field. Mike, this is year number four for us. You know that. Four? Yes. That's my favorite number. Four, yeah, by the way. Four. When I get, the, get out there in public, four is my number. Four's your number? Yeah. Wow. Do you have, do you have a number? Uh, well, it's going to sound so atypical. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, seven, I like that. Eight days. No, seven days a week. <laughs> ah, whatever. I like seven. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyways, today we're going to be sharing a little bit about some of the things that we did in December. December was a busy month. You know, we started mm. the month with our gala, our first ever gala. Yes. Down in Tupelo, Mississippi. That was a lot of fun. We uh-huh. had the Weekend of Hope, where people from around the country came to our headquarters, and uh, we had Touch a Truck, where kids oh. got in bobcats and buckets. So it was a great <laughs> way to start the month. But of course, a tornado hit the Nashville area mm. and Clarksville, Tennessee, sure. and both our rapid response heavy, uh, heavy. team deployed. That's heavy equipment, right. bobcats, bobcats, bucket and, trucks, yeah. skilled people that know how to handle a chainsaw, not, sure. not, not Mike and not Steve. You and, yeah, <laughs> you, and, you and I, no, no way. <laughs> but also our mass feeding arm deployed as well. So we'll be talking a little bit today with Matt Schlegel, our mass feeding uh, ministry director, and Dustin Sullivan, who oversees our rapid response arm of the ministry rapid as well. Response, yeah. So, you know, they were doing that in Clarksville, Tennessee, I know you know this, but myself and Rat, Richard Anthony Torres. He's... I'm glad you explain that every time. So <laughs> rat. I took, a, a, rat I took a rat to Hawaii. <laughs> we went to Hawaii, Mike, and we yeah. went to Lahaina. Oh, boy. Remember about six months ago, Lahaina literally burnt down to the ground. Until, yeah, yeah. And a whole community, not mm. just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of homes, but businesses and churches and, and playgrounds and schools and you know, we had a chance mm-hmm. to go right before Christmas, Mike, and we we yeah. partner with four different churches in that area in in Lahaina. Okay, okay. And we found unique ways to provide toys, gift cards. Um, we we uh, we provided Lahaina Baptist Church, one of the four churches, and, and we we actually partnered with different churches, different denominations. Right. But yeah. this particular church. They're still meeting every Sunday morning on the beach doing worship. Okay. But we, we found a way to provide the resources to allow the pastor take the entire mm. church out to for a Christmas dinner. Oh, the entire church. The entire church. Oh, my. And so the entire church went to a local restaurant. They were able to fellowship, worship, mm-hmm. uh, share some stories. We we found a way to you know give some gift cards to some of the local establishments you know people are still doing their laundry at laundromats and oh, wow. you know th- this is going to be a long journey and so you know we were in Clarksville Tennessee helping out with a tornado while we were in Lahaina helping out those families affected uh, by the fire well tell me Lahaina when you first got off the plane and started looking around what's going through your heart wow right? 
I mean, what, what, what's the landscape wow. look like? So, Mike, the worst disaster I've ever seen, and we've been doing this for 18 years. If you just joined us today, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope has been around for 18 years. We've responded to disasters from coast to coast, from mm-hmm. fires, snowstorms, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding. Right. Mike, the worst disaster in the aftermath I've ever seen in my life was Hurricane Katrina. Okay. It looked like a bomb had dropped mm-hmm. in Gulfport, Biloxi, Bay St. Louis, Waveland. Right. But when you go to Lahaina, it looked like a bomb had dropped, but then somebody poured gasoline in the oh, lit a come flame. On. Mike, oh, it was the it was it was so hard it was heartbreaking. I can see it. So the pa- one of the pastors we met, Pastor Eric, who is the lead pastor at Lahaina Baptist Church, really interesting story. So his home is two blocks from his church. Mm-hmm. The entire neighborhood is burnt to the ground. Other churches burnt to the ground. One church in Lahaina didn't have any damage at all. Lahaina Baptist Church. Oh, my. Really? So Eric took us to his home two blocks from the church. And, you know, we were we were trying to be very respectful. We didn't want to take pictures and videos without permission right. because, you know, people are heartbroken. They mm-hmm. haven't been able to even come back to their properties yet and start the rebuilding process. But I asked Eric's permission if we could take a picture and a video, and he said yes. So we did, and we drove the two blocks of the church. Mm-hmm. And he said, Steve, I am going to rebuild, and our church is going to reopen in 2024. And, Mike, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to look, but we're going to be a part of that process. Okay. All right. We we are going to we're going to find a way to mm-hmm. set a team of skilled kind of like our safe house arm where we send skilled volunteers with the right equipment and the right tools and mm-hmm. and, and the right materials and and I'm we're going to help him expand his church so as this community reopens cuz not all these churches are going to reopen Mike. Mm-hmm. You know I talked to some pastors in there and they're uh-huh. like you know you know I talked, I'm not I'd rather not say which pastor, but the pastor's sure. in the sixties. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't wait three to five years for this area to, to rebuild. You know, we're just going to move to the mainland and, oh, you know, God man. has shut down this door of ministering in this, in this marketplace, but Lahaina and some other churches, Lahaina Baptist and some other churches are going to reopen. Yeah. And normally we don't help individual churches. We help out families right. rebuild mm-hmm. their homes. But I think this is going to be a one-off for us where yeah. how can we help out Lahaina okay. Baptist and maybe another church or two open up so these families start to come back to the community. They have a place to fellowship and a place just to live yeah. life together. I'm telling you right now, and I, as a board member, I vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> right Mike, now. <laughs> Mike, says, Mike says, Steve, I really feel called to go to Hawaii with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that too. I was going to give you that next. Well, but you know, It's the right thing to do, Mike. Yeah. You know, we, we partnered with a church and um, uh, Calvary, and Calvary, they found a way, they partnered with um, David Crowder, his, okay. his, his yeah. lead guitarist, has ties to that area. He literally went out and bought 30 guitars, what? and they invited the families uh, to a day of fellowship, a day of fun. So if mm-hmm. you lived in Lahaina, your house burnt down, you now are living in a hotel, you're living in an apartment. So they actually had a day where they had food and fellowship and games and blow-ups and, and, and just a fun An encouraging just a fun moment day. for everybody. Gave away yeah. gift cards and toys, and they had an early Christmas. Mm. Well, actually, they had some kids sign up for what they thought was going to be a free guitar lesson. They had 30 kids sign up for a free guitar lesson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this guy comes in. They don't know who he is. I mean, unless you're a fan of David Crowder and really know his band, you wouldn't know right. that he's part of David Crowder. 
but then their their um, guitar manufacturer donated brand pallets of brand new guitars. Really, and all these kids that came in <laughs> to to take a lesson mm. not only got a free lesson, they got a free guitar. You know, that's part of the healing process. Mike. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything I'm hearing you say this morning, yes, it is a part of the healing process. It's so necessary to, you know, to get involved. I mean, it just take a moment to say, hey, you know, pray for these people, mm. you know, send a donation and, and earmark it, uh, you know, through our website and that will go specifically to that. And just, it it's all comes together. We need to help encourage and, and actually I look forward to a rebuild there, huh? Yeah, you think? yeah, yeah. Well, well, it, it, <laughs> Hawaii, spot, Hawaii, but... well, Hawaii's tough, and here's why. Well, yeah, just to move our like our feeding units would cost us like sixty thousand dollars. Oh my! So the thought process after the fire is people start donating these hope. They trust us. They they partnered with us over eighteen years, and we made a commitment. Everything you give, a hundred percent will be spent on helping those families affected by the fires. And so, Mike, we, we went there right after the fires, and we gave away every resource that came our way, but the resources kept coming. Kept coming. The donations kept coming. Oh and we're like, okay, Lord, Praise what do you Lord. want us to do? And so yeah. Rat and I, it was a very short trip for me. I flew all day on a Monday. It was there Tuesday and Wednesday, and then left Wednesday night, flew overnight to come back to Buffalo in oh, time for you, Christmas. You're a hero when oh it comes gosh. to that stuff. <laughs> oh, I needed toothpicks for my eyes. Oh, I'm That was tough. You. Have you ever driven, have you ever flown 10 hours, 12 hours in a plane? I have not. Okay. I mean, like five <laughs> hours is like I get antsy, and I, I always think of you. How do you do that? You know? Detroit to Honolulu. Lulu, 10 hours and 48 minutes, but oh. who's counting? <laughs> oh my gosh, that was tough. Mm. But the joy of the faces of the pastors and some of the families we met that we helped out in the aftermath of. So again, if you're looking for part to partner with the ministry, go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Sign up for our email list. And what that means is you be on our mailing list. We're not going to blow up your email. I promise. We promise you we won't do that. But Whenever God opens up the door for us to serve somebody, we'll invite you to come. Have you seen our year-end video? That's on our website. I got through part of it and Michael, got sidetracked. I'm sorry. On. Yeah, I, hey, let me let me get it up now here. Come on. No, open, no, no. no our year-end video is on our website, mm-hmm. and we've got a couple other videos coming your way here in a couple weeks, and something else Uh-oh. is in the works. Okay. You know, we've had 19 rebuilding trips where we take thousands of volunteers, skilled and people like you and I, less skilled, mm-hmm. to a disaster site, and we rebuild hundreds of homes in just eight days. Can I just tell you, can I can I share a secret between you and me? Well, that's what, one of the reasons I love this show. I always get this <laughs> stuff on yeah, the air. Yeah, that's right. You're a board member. I probably should have emailed you first. Well, it's not official yet. That's right. why you haven't seen. Okay. But anyways, all I'm going to tell you is keep March 9th to March 16th open. Oh, March 9th to March 16th. That's literally like 75 days away, but that's spring break for a lot of families down South. But March 9th to March 16th, we're hoping and believing and praying in the next couple of weeks, we'll share some exciting news. Oh my, I thought yeah. you were going to drop where it's going to be. Eight days of hope. 20 <laughs> is in oh, the works. It is in the works. Yes. So, okay. Yes. That, that's good to hear. We're it excited really to is. see where God kind of leads us on that. So, Busy December, looks like a busy spring. Um, your Christmas, did you get everything you wanted? Oh my, and much more. Did you? <laughs> now, you Good know, you. It, was, it was just a real, you know, the buildup to it was a little awkward this year. So many things just going on in and out. Yeah. It's just busy. But then on the day, actually the night before, we went to church, uh, 
And then we just said, look, let's stop everything. All emotion, all of this, all mm. of that. And we started praying, my wife and I, for the day. We have all the grandkids over and a few extra people that needed, had wanted a place to go. So, oh, And it was just a very peaceful day. We honored, you know, we, we didn't really read the Christmas story per se. I, I got a... Uh, kind of a word for the for the coming year that I shared, you okay. know, and it's nice. keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Mm. He is the author and the finisher of your faith, and be encouraged, mm. you know, uh, no matter what happens. So, and then I went around the room, and even the littlest one, what 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 do you remember about Christmas? And then oh, they wow. they would say something, and it was How just uh, a, a great time. How about you? You yeah. had family. Oh, in we town. had we had a great time. You know, and, and kind of like you, just you know, Christmas morning. We we our tradition is that we just open up Luke and and read about the birth of Christ. And before we open up any gifts or look at the stocking, but uh, yeah. all, all my kids were home. And uh, during the break, not all on the same day un- until after Christmas, I have a son that lives in Ohio, and they 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 flip every year. So okay. one year they'll do Thanksgiving with us and Christmas with her family, mm-hmm. and this year it, that's what it was. And so, right. but they they made it up as well. I got to go to a football game too. Oh, Actually, yeah. I ran into it a football yes, game. Yes, I'm at an NFL football game, <laughs> and my son Zachary says. Hey, that guy over there, doesn't he look just like Mike Fiella? And I turn around, I'm like, that is Mike. He doesn't come well, to many games. Well, yeah, what, what are the chances? A full stadium, we walk through the gate. 70,000 people. And, and we bump into each yes. other. Yeah, that was a surprise for me. An old high school friend from Colorado flew into town on How his birthday. Uh, his wife is going to come. She got six, and he gives me a call. He says, you think you'd like to go to a, a Bills game? We got excellent seats. Oh, good. I, who's going to have to think twice about that? Wow. Thing? Anyway, wow. it was a great game, yeah, a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Hey, we hope that you had a great Christmas. I do know, we both know, Mike, sometimes the holiday season is very hard for people. Yes. You know, it's the first time they're having a Christmas without a loved one. Oh. Um, mm. They, maybe the year was a messy year. Maybe they went through a, a divorce mm-hmm. or maybe um, something just didn't go the route they wanted. They right. lost a job. Maybe mm-hmm. they got a medical diagnosis that um, was was not planned for, unexpected. Mm. I do believe, though, that when, when family comes together during the holiday season, no matter how great of a year, how tough of a year, and you really focus on the birth of Jesus, that, that God sent his son as a baby to live his life on earth, and then, of course, to give his life for you and I, mm-hmm. it does put some things sure. in perspective. But if you're listening today, and maybe this Christmas was not a good Christmas for you, um, I, I recognize that. We recognize that. Purposely, Mike, on the twenty fifth, the afternoon, had just a little alone time, not much, mm-hmm. but I did think about some people in my life that I know, mm. ex, you know, friends and you know, right. extended family members who have gone through a tough twenty twenty three. And our prayer is that twenty twenty four is a better year for you. Mm. Lean on the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. That's right. He's got you. He hasn't changed. He's still the same. He still loves you. Um, and again, he has not forgotten you. He will walk this journey with you. So happy new year to you as well. And uh, again, thank you for joining us this morning here on Hope Reigns. Mike, we're going we're gonna to go to our guest uh, right after break. Okay. Dustin Sullivan, our rapid response manager, and Matt Schlegel, our feeding, feeding. manager. They're going to be joining us today. Really excited. Happy new year, friends. Thank you for joining us. Maybe today you're listening uh, across the country at one of these stations, KAKV in Bastrop, Monroe, Louisiana, or WAOY in Gulfport, Mississippi. Or how about our friends in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, WAWI. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey, we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. 
Hey friends of 8 Days of Hope, this is Kim Lackey, your 8 Days of Hope Buffalo Director. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. We cannot do all that God has called us to do without your prayers, volunteering, and donations. We cherish your involvement and we are so excited to share a free gift with you simply for being a supporter of the ministry. We have partnered with Free Will to provide you with the opportunity to leave a legacy of hope for generations to come while securing a stable future for your loved ones. We hope you take advantage of this amazing partnership and the ability to create your legal will. It's 100% free to you and most people finish in 20 minutes or less. Free Will also offers the opportunity to help you make a smart gift to support the efforts of 8 Days of Hope. That's a donation of stocks, QCDs, DAFs, or crypto. To learn more about how you can utilize this resource or to make a smart gift today, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Your support leaves a kingdom impact for the brokenhearted. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating your doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. I'm losing sight of all the matters. Blinded by questions I can't answer. I'm paralyzed by what I don't know. Down holds me hostage and won't let go. Breathe out, breathe in, raise my hands and remember. You're the one, you're the one who makes mountains move. Stars will not shine unless you tell them to, tell them to. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings, and for 18 years, Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country to try to bring a new beginning to somebody who has suffered because of a natural disaster, or a new beginning because someone was hungry, or a new beginning because someone was rescued from trafficking, sex trafficking, the fastest growing crime in the world, and had no place to go. If you want to learn more about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8 Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiello. Mike, Happy New Year once again. Yes, yes, and looking forward to a great, great new year, anticipating that God is going to move Amen. in a great way. And you don't do resolutions. I know I ask you every year. You don't do resolutions. You well, have goals. I yeah, think, goals. Right? And I okay. think, see, again, when I explain that to somebody, resolutions sometimes when you, when you don't make it, you forget about it then, or you say, I didn't okay. do it. Goals are something you get up, you get back in the game, you reassess it and you press on. So at the end of the year, you can say, I met that goal. Or at least, you know, if I got to spill it into the next year, I'm staying okay. on target. You know? I like that, man. You gave me goosebumps there. I'm all fired <laughs> up. Like, Let's so go. So what's your, what's your goal this year? No. Oh, wow. You know, it's funny is we walked, we went around the room on New Year's Eve and we talked about our goals for 2024, each family member. Okay. It's interesting to get everyone's perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. you have, you know, I have one that's entering college at Liberty next fall. Mm-hmm. Her goal is different than Elise, who's getting ready to go to boot camp. 
Oh, it's a different goodness. goal than Stephen, who's in college at 33, right? I mean, <laughs> wow. so every, everyone has a different goal. Sure. But, um, yeah, I like the goal thing, too. Yeah. Well, I got to say one more thing. that I got that from my mother-in-law. Every Christmas, she would write down what our goals, what we said our goals were going to be. Oh. And then the next year, she would ask us, how far did you get with that? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Hold us accountable. Yeah. Anyway, like all good. Ooh. See, now my hands are sweaty, because if, if I tell you I want to get down to 180 and I'm at 195, you're going to be- Follow gonna be, up on okay, that. Okay. All right. That's a weight goal, but anyways. Hey, um, really excited. You know, December, as we said in our opening segment, was very busy, Mike. We were in Lahaina, right. uh, Hawaii, helping out families, working through multiple churches, mm. uh, bringing relief, bringing joy during a very tough Christmas season for families who'd lost everything. We also were in Tennessee. The tornadoes that hit in Clarksville, Tennessee is where we kind of focus. And so uh, we've never done this before. We've got two guests joining Ooh, us, two at the same. not in studio. So we'll see how this goes. Two for one. But Dustin Sullivan and Matt Schlegel, good morning. Thanks for joining us here on Hope Reigns. Hey, Dustin, how are you? Hey, good morning, Stephen, Mike. I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing mm-hmm. well. And yes. Matt, you're with us too. Yes, sir. Good morning to you. So I think our listeners know, good morning, brother. Um, Matt oversees our mass feeding arm that we just launched in 2023. We'll talk a little bit about that in a couple minutes. But Dustin, let's start out with you. A tornado hits Tennessee and it hits in the afternoon, early evening, and literally leaders with Eight Days Hope were on site within 24 hours. Walk the listeners down the path about how do you select a site to serve, and what did you guys see in Clarksville when you showed up? Sure. <clears throat> the um, the tornado hit, obviously, and like you said, it was mid-afternoon, and Matt Schlegel, the feeding director y'all just heard from, and I, we... Um, had decided to to travel to Tennessee, uh, the northern part of Middle Tennessee, early the next morning, Sunday morning. <clears throat> there were several parts of the uh, Tennessee that were affected by the tornadoes that Saturday afternoon, but we had heard that Clarksville uh, possibly sustained the most damage uh, many, many times after a disaster strikes. The, the news coverage in the media they they give different opinions about the um about the severity of the damage and and so i have haven't been with eight days of hope on staff for for very long but one thing i have picked up steve is that um the best way to determine the uh, the severity is to go lay eyes on it myself right. and, and mm-hmm. to kind of assess it myself so so we took off and uh, with this particular event we wanted to reach out to a couple of our leaders that are from the area so they could help us assess the area to see um, how much damage. So I reached out to Glenda and Ricky Russell, who have been leaders with Eight Days Hope mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, they live just north of Clarksville. When I got uh, Ricky on the phone that Saturday afternoon, told him our plans for Sunday, Ricky uh, informed me that he was actually at a party at the time and that uh, some of his friends were hosting him and Glenda a 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Hey, can, can we interrupt your party for a second, brother? <laughs> Just for a minute, yeah. <laughs> so, so I told Ricky, I said, Ricky, never mind. I said, I, I will get somebody else on this. Don't don't worry about it, brother. You know, have a good time. And Ricky insisted. He said, no, 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 oh. Dustin. Glenda and I will, will be there in Clarksville first thing tomorrow morning. Wow. And, you know, I, I couldn't believe it, but that's yeah, just the type of people that the Russells are and that so many of our volunteers that serve with us are. It's just yeah. so. So Matt and I, we, we met the Russells there the next morning. We visited the emergency command center. 
and uh, rode through some of the affected area um, to see, you know, what what the damage looked like. Um, the way the tornado destroyed these folks' homes was was unreal. And in some cases, um, we would see a tree that had fallen through a home. Some cases, we'd see a, a mobile home frame, but the shell of the mobile home would be completely gone. And then on some lots, we would see just an empty lot, but the mobile home completely removed and out of sight. Um, you know, I, I really believe it's a, truly a miracle that more lives were were not taken mm. in that storm. Um, but uh, it, it was a terrible disaster. So, Dustin, let me ask you, you seem, even to listen to your voice now, you seem so calm and peaceful and, and I'm sure organized. I mean, what what kind of emotions and things that you're going through with anticipation and uh, before you get there and then you get on the grounds and you see with your eyes what you saw, what what's going through your heart and mind? Yeah, Mike, so before we actually get there, we're just, we don't know what to expect. All we know is what we've heard uh, from the radio, from TV, from the news outlets. And so it's really an unexpected, but we do a lot of praying before we get there and just asking the Lord for guidance. Um, and when we get there, um, the door is just wide open with the emergency command center. They did a great job of directing everyone and having everything set up. And, and of course, the Russells were really, really helpful by being mm-hmm. there and being on site already. Some facts about the tornado in Clarksville, Mike, is the tornado was an EF3. Winds were in excess of 150 miles per hour. Okay. The tornado, you know, a lot of people that don't live in areas that get affected by tornadoes. I know that you live in upstate New York. Right. They might get a tornado every five or 10 years. It's on the ground for a couple seconds mm-hmm. and, and there's a little damage, but nothing like you see down oh, in the no. Midwest or down no. in the South. But this tornado, Mike, was 600 yards wide. Six football fields wide was the base of the tornado. It stayed on the ground for a little over 11 miles. Okay. So, you know, again, you think a tornado hits the ground, it's on the ground for a mile or two, and it's up in the air. This thing went for 11 miles. And and as Dustin said, what really breaks our heart, too, is when we deploy and there's loss of life. When there's loss of life in community, it does change um, the mindset of so many people because you can rebuild a home. Right. But when somebody right. loses a life, and I believe even a child passed away, it really, it just humbles everybody uh, yeah, in the I, community and our volunteers as well. I think I read that there were um, six lives lost yeah, and then uh, yeah. uh, 83 people that instantly had to get to the hospital wow. you know, with, with damage, wow. uh, with injuries. And yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. So Eight Days of Hope goes to Clarksville, Tennessee. Our rapid response arm deploys our heavy part of the arm, our heavy deployment. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk to to Dustin about that here in a couple of minutes. But we, we launched a new arm of the ministry last year, Mike. It's our mass feeding arm. It's feeding equipment and food to provide hope to those who don't have a way to, to get the nourishment they need. And our director is Matt Schlegel. Matt, you were in Clarksville, Tennessee as well. I believe this was your second deployment of the mass feeding arm. When, when you bring the mass feeding arm up there, do you bring food ready to eat right that moment? Does it take three days to set up and make the food? Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, the outreach up in Clarksville with the mass feeding arm? Sure. So, uh, we would deploy the same time as Dustin. They came a little bit behind us um, on Monday morning. Uh, prior weeks, we had set up and prepared about 2,500 meals that were in the freezer trailer ready to go. So when we got on ground, 
we actually were set up within a matter of hours and had meals getting hot and ready that first morning. So we're actually able to have meals going before we even had multiple volunteers show up. Uh, On the trip up, we were able to contact. We sent out an email to wide list. We've got over 300 people that are interested and over 150 trained to serve with the mass feeding ministry. Mm. So on the first, the second trip out, we just sent out an email saying, hey, we're going. Let, Let me know who can be here within 24 hours. I will take the first 20 people. I had an overwhelming response and had about 15, 20 people there the first within the first couple, couple <laughs> oh my, days. My. And, and when you hear about that, you know we're talking right before Christmas, right? right? That I mean, just blows me. We're away. not yeah. talking, you know, we're not talking right. like August where you know kids are off at the college, kids are back in school, and I got a little time on my hands. It is amazing to me, Matt, how many people are willing to say yes on such short mm. notice. Oh, every time. It's, just surprised me. I sit there and worry. I don't know why that uh, we don't know who's going to show up and when, but God just provides the right people mm-hmm. at the right time every time. It's just wow. amazing and overwhelming, just humbling to be part of it all. So, so Matt, to get there that quick, I mean, do you have to? You don't store all this food throughout the months, do you? I mean, you have to order the food. You have to get things ready. And how does that talk? Talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, logistically. That, that's part of stuff we're still working out, but yeah, we we plan to deploy up to four to six times a year, so we know that we're going to go through the the food we have on hand, and just keep using it on a rotating basis. Uh, so we did about twelve hundred breakfasts and twelve hundred dinners. Uh, we went through all the dinners and almost all the breakfasts. So uh, we're learning each deployment will be a little bit different, and we'll just have to adjust as we go and grow uh, and learn how to best serve people and just bring them a hot meal and the comfort they need. He said that so casually, Mike. <laughs> I don't know about you. We, I think we had about 16 people in my house for the Christmas season. Right. And to feed 16 people, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I felt like I did dishes like every 10 minutes uh, during Christmas break. <laughs> yeah. How do you make, you make food for 1,200 people? Now, don't you guys, didn't you guys bring some frozen food in with you? Is that kind of how you like jump started or tell us about that first meal? Yes, sir. So the first meal was prepared, ready to go in individual hot trays. So it worked really well for this deployment because the majority of the meals we delivered uh, through the local churches there and through the volunteers that were with us. Uh, We were set in between two different disaster sites at Gateway Baptist Church. There was a the tornado sort of went through one neighborhood, jumped and hit another neighborhood. Uh, we were right in between them, so we were able to work with the local church. Um, the locals knew where to go, and we were able to get into areas we weren't, so it worked super well, just letting them know that here's the meals, go bring them out. We sent a volunteer with them so that uh, there'd be someone there to minister mm-hmm. with the families as they went out. Talking to Matt Schlegel here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, Matt leads the mass feeding arm of the ministry of eight days of hope and also dustin sullivan's with us he's our rapid response manager they were in clarksville tennessee uh just about what three four weeks ago right before the holidays uh serving families who had lost much mm-hmm. uh, and of course mm-hmm. as we shared earlier just breaks my heart to share this but loss of life as well uh, the volunteers showed up they they provided food through the local church they tarp roofs they removed trees off people's homes Mike, it was an amazing time in ministry. And what I love about these guys is is there's so much unknown. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, you know, Matt's got a military background, so you know he likes to plan. He likes right. details. Right. Uh, Dustin, um, you know, we all we all want to feel comfortable that a plan, you know, can come together quickly. Right. There's a lot of faith when you're dealing with the unknown. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. The curves and you know, uh, you, you're planning this and uh, pivot. Those are where we use quite a bit, <laughs> oh, yes. you know, and then you just got to be ready. But these guys are so full of uh, faith. They're so full of expertise. God's prepared them for these moments. Mm. Not to say it's going to be easy. You know, in sure. time you're sure. le- leading something, there's the twists and turns as you just hit the bend and flex. Blessed mm. are the flexible in spirit. Yeah, that's that's Mike Fiala, <laughs> the, the, that book in the Bible, number, yeah, book, well, number I, 67 in there. But yeah, I get it. I get it. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Dustin, when we come back, we'd love to hear about the deployment of the rapid response team, the heavy equipment that went, because again, it, it, we, we don't, you know, we're not uh, the Kings of the Hill and we're not pat ourselves on the back. One of the unique things about 80s hope, Mike, is that when we go to a disaster, we bring in heavy equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Volunteers are actually operating $80,000 pieces mm-hmm. of equipment to help families and widows and elderly people that have no way to turn, uh, nowhere to turn. So when we come back, Dustin, we're going to talk about that arm And we'll do that in just a minute. Thanks for joining us this morning. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiello. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hey, friends of Eight Days of Hope. Did you know that human trafficking is the fastest growing crime across the globe? Traffickers are turning an estimated profit of over $150 billion annually. And as awareness of this horrific crime increases, survivors are looking for support as they exit a life of unimaginable hurt and brokenness. At 8 Days of Hope, we are humbled to come alongside ministries that are serving survivors across the United States. We help build or renovate facilities to ensure that those rescued can receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual healing that they desperately need. We are looking for volunteers who are skilled in construction to join us as we work together to end human trafficking. If you love roofing, own a drywalling company, consider yourself a carpenter, or are generally handy, we can use your help. You must be 18 and older and pass a background check to serve with this arm of the ministry. To get involved, email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. That's safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com.
Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Joel and Luke, yes, the band is called for King and Country. What are we waiting for? Well, 2024 is here, Mike, and mm. uh, I was excited because you never know what what the Lord's going to do with this ministry right. in a year. You think you have a plan. Right now, Mike, we're building the largest campus when yes. it's finished in Ohio. You were there last yes. month, yep. Safe Harbor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a campus for girls who've been rescued from trafficking. And and I know walking on that campus, oh I know that Ben Fuller, when he walked on that campus earlier that month, and he walked into that chapel, mm-hmm. just broke out in song. Oh, absolutely. But that campus, Mike, that is yeah. really coming along. Well, I, I didn't tell you this, Steve, when we were down there. I had my guitar in the back of my car. I had this thing that I was going to pull it out and just sit in that mm. tabernacle, I'm going to call it, that sanctuary, that chapel. Mm. Um, but I walked in, I was so overwhelmed. I mean, I'm, I'm walking in, I, I just, you did the same thing when we first got on the grounds. We were just so choked up. Sure. And, but I'll tell you, since that visit, every single day, I can say this, at some point, that, that comes to my mind. Mm. And uh, to pray for what the future is going to be, you know, for Safe Harbor. So we're building a campus. This is our 13th project. It's a seven and a half million dollar campus. We're building, we're providing the labor at no charge. A lot of the materials have been donated. Again, you can help us support that arm of the ministry or any arm of the ministry, our mass feeding arm, our rapid response arm, our rebuilding arm, uh, by making a donation, becoming a monthly partner. And our partners cover our fixed cost. Mm. And so there's 19 of them. They're listed on our website. But when you donate to Eight Days of Hope, 100% of your dollar will buy food for families after tornadoes, will buy the tarps that we put on people's roofs that will um, help us to build this mm-hmm. largest campus. Already yeah. six buildings are up. <laughs> I think there's another five left. The six buildings are almost done. They'll be done probably by April, May, the latest June 1st, but a lot of good happening there. But mm. today we're talking about the tornadoes that hit Tennessee right before Christmas. And boy, that's that that was heartbreaking to see. Dustin Sullivan, our rapid response manager, joined us along with Matt Schlegel, our mass feeding arm ministry director. Dustin, I know that Eight Days of Hope deployed our heavy, uh, heavy division. Um, walk us down a- about that deployment. What pieces were used? Why is that beneficial to these families? Uh, just fill in the listeners a little bit about that information. Sure. Yes, sir. Um, whenever... Whenever a storm hits, Steve, uh, obviously, eight days of hope, we want to respond to every one of them. Um, sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. But a, a question that has to be asked is if we, you know, are we going to respond, how we're going to respond, and when we're going to respond. Mm. So so Clarksville, Tennessee, um, I was um, unaware of this. Clarksville is a large town. They are a large city. Mm. And a, a beautiful city with lots of uh, lots of great history right there on the Cumberland River and Middle Tennessee, just south of the Kentucky state line. Um, something else you need to understand about Clarksville is is they are home to the second largest United States military base in the country, Fort Campbell. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So as you can imagine, there are a lot of active soldiers and veterans that live right there in Clarksville and, and around mm-hmm. Clarksville. So. Um, with Clarksville, you're right, Steve. We decided to activate our heavy deployment. It is what we call this heavy deployment. And let me explain to you a little bit about what a heavy deployment is. It, it consists of a very limited number of volunteers, up to about 16 people is, is all that we'll take on a heavy deployment. 
And these 16 people, they have served with us many, many times before. Uh, these folks, they are skilled and certified to operate most, if not all, of our heavy machines, such as our skid steers, uh, the mini skids, chainsaws, uh, excavators, 50-foot boom lifts, and, and they also, most of these uh, people can tow trailers using the eight days of hope trucks. So they're, they're real specialized um, volunteers that, that we're fortunate to, to have that serve with us. So in Clarksville, we had a total of 14 people as part of mm -hmm. the rapid response heavy deployment. Now, that brings up my second question. Why? Why do we... Uh, why do we do the heavy deployment rather than a full deployment? Well, there's several different variables and factors that go into that decision, uh, mostly based on the amount of families that we can serve in that area. Okay. And so w our mindset was with Fort Campbell being right there in Clarksville, we assumed that there would be a lot of local support from the military, right? From the sure. soldiers, from yeah. the veterans. And, and as Chandler Gurley reminded me before we left, Tennessee is not called the volunteer state for nothing. <laughs> right there, you <laughs> go. Awesome. Uh, fortunately, we were we were right in our assumption uh, that there were hundreds and hundreds of local volunteers mm. pouring into the neighborhoods every day Praise via God. school buses mm. to help any way they could. It was amazing to see all of these people, all these locals, helping out their neighbors clean up the storm debris so quickly following this uh, this tornado. Hmm. So the heavy equipment you just shared a minute ago, and again, we're talking to Dustin Sullivan. He's the rapid response manager, director for Eight Days of Hope. And our heavy uh, arm, our heavy division, went to Clarksville right before Christmas. So you're, you, the things he mentioned, Mike, mm -hmm. you know, 55-foot boom lifts, our excavator, mm -hmm. our, yeah. our skid stirs, our bobcats. I'm thinking that's like six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars of With equipment. equipment, right. You know, being yeah. served. So I actually saw a video last night, Dustin, of, of you actually speaking into the camera uh, as they were removing a tree off somebody's roof. So that that's the kind of work you guys are doing. You're, you're not, you know, you're not just picking up the, the twigs, and that's important, or the sticks on the ground. This is equipment that if this equipment doesn't deploy, these families are spending tens of thousands of dollars uh, to take a step forward. No, you're absolutely right. I, I remember that, that house distinctively, Steve. It was an older disabled man. Um, he was actually unable to get homeowner's insurance due to the way his home was constructed. Oh, my gosh. And the uh, the tornado had pushed a large – it was a pecan tree that had fallen onto yep. his house. Yep, yep I saw it. Um, several people had, uh, had, had come by with chainsaws, like I was saying, just walking up and down the road, just offering sure. the help. And uh, but unfortunately, this heavy tree was laying on his roof and then some specialized equipment would be needed to to remove the tree. And so fortunately, um, like you said, eight days, hope we are blessed to have the specialized equipment that, that we have to remove large trees off of people's houses. And, and you're absolutely right. No cost to him. It would have mm. probably cost this man a thousand dollars or more to have removed this tree off his house. And, and I don't, I don't know if he would have been able to afford it. Um, maybe, maybe not, but regardless of that, uh, we're there for a reason and that's to share, share Jesus with him Amen. and, uh, and just hopefully bless him this 
right before Christmas. Amen. So and and we, uh, I and we, I and I saw that tree, Dustin. I I I, don't, I normally don't correct the person that I'm interviewing, or you know, that's just not really the cool thing to do. To remove remove a tree like that off somebody's home, you're you're probably talking between four and eight thousand dollars. I mean, oh, that wow. that video that we'll release later this month, wait till you see it, by the way, Dustin, you did a great job. You really did uh, on the interview um, uh, for the videographer. But that tree was huge. It's on somebody, just the insurance okay. that, that yeah. the company would have to pay to, to, to try to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Dustin, I want to go back to Matt, talk about feeding, but uh, let's play a real quick game. I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions, Dustin. And at that point, we're going to wrap up with my Matt. So if somebody's listening today and they want to get trained to operate equipment, or maybe they know how to operate equipment, how do they get involved with Atheists of Hope? Sure. Yes, sir. Um, well, we do training on all of our Raptor response events, on our full Raptor response events. We do chainsaw training and equipment training. A lot of it is in classroom, but some of it is hands-on equipment training. Um, we also have training exercises here at our headquarters in Tupelo and in Buffalo and over in Iowa as well. Um, for that information, they would need to follow our Facebook page or our website at 8daysofhope.com and just check out more information. Great. Uh, about that. So we'll actually train you. Not we. Dustin and the right. team will train you. Mike and I aren't training you to <laughs> no, do anything. We'll pray for we, you. <laughs> we just talk on the radio. That's right. Uh, but Dustin and the team will train you. We do two training sessions every year in Tupelo, Mississippi, where our national headquarters is at. A training session up in upstate New York, Buffalo, New York. So if you're listening in Pennsylvania, Ohio today, Southern Ontario, in Canada, yes, we have Canadians that yes. travel with eight days old. We love y'all. Thank you mm-hmm. for coming. Or in Iowa. So maybe you live in Kansas or Minnesota, and you're like, well, I don't want to get over to Buffalo, and I don't want to go down to Tupelo. Well, we'll do a training session later this year. So just sign up for our email alerts. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you'll be in the loop. Let's pivot real quickly. Matt, so 1,200 meals, Matt. Give us some of the meals that one would make, because I was asked this this weekend. I went to church, and I was talking to somebody about our feeding arm, and they're like, so do you just like make spaghetti every night, because that's really easy? Is that what you guys give them, just something simple like that? I'm like, no, there's a full-blown menu. Tell the listeners a little bit about the menu of things we serve. Yeah, so I've got about four different dinners. We rolled through uh, this past deployment. We had a... Uh, uh, Pasta with sausage, red sauce, and a side of a chocolate cherry brownie. We did a and potato casserole with cornbread. Um, we did a we have a breakfast casserole that we eat every day, and it was really good. Um, breakfast sandwiches. There's a hash browns with sausage and eggs and cheese, and a side of oatmeal. Oh, gosh. Apple crisp. Uh, <laughs> what was their other one? So, a chicken chicken noodles, and we did green beans on the side of that one. So. We're we're doing several different meals. Make sure if we're there eight days, something gives eight different menus. I at love least. it. I love it. M- M- Mike Mike's, Mike just texted me. So Mike and I text sometimes when we're on the air to ask a question. Mike wants to know if you do DoorDash. <laughs> hey, Sorry, that, hey, that, that might be the next step. That Apple Chris, Mike, you, oh, they got my. you. They got your thumbs going on your phone real quick. I'm DoorDash? Like, question mark? Oh, no, boy, Mike. I'm getting hungry. Surprisingly, I mean, like we're in Florida, we're we were called to help out a community that had been feeding on their own. They're like, well, what are you serving? Cause we don't want to just mm. send people cold hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah. Cause we see a lot of that people just sure. show up on the side of the road and it's good. It's a hot meal. Sure. But 
looking for something different when you've been without power and water and food for several days. And, and Mike, some of these families won't have access to food for multiple days because there's no power. Maybe oh, their yeah. their refrigerator's gone, or you know they're living out of a hotel and they've got to you know go to a restaurant three times a day and they can't afford that. And you know they don't have insurance. Like Dustin right. had talked about that gentleman earlier. But now a volunteer shows up and they give you a hot meal. And mm. Mike, I saw this video last night again. This video is going to come out in a couple of weeks. And and I and I, one of the volunteers actually opened up one of the cases that carried the meals, and you could really? see the steam coming out. Oh boy! And I thought, thank you, Lord, that yeah. these families who have just gone through craziness, right? And 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 they're just looking for a glimpse of hope. Mm. And sometimes hope comes through a meal. And also, um, Steve comes to mind some of the um, electric company. Uh, sure, the people, power line the people. The power line, that's what yeah. I meant to say. Uh, they, they get fed, too. They, they do. They get touched. They do. There. It's, 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 uh, I like the term mass feeding. I love it. it. Because it, it takes care of the masses. So, again, Matt, somebody's living in Kentucky today or Florida, and they're listening here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, and they want to get involved in our mass feeding arm. They like working in the kitchen. Maybe they owned a restaurant. Maybe they were a line cook. Maybe they worked in the military in the kitchen and have been a banker since then but want to get back in the kitchen. How do they get involved with this arm? Sure, just go to Eight Days of Hope, register uh, as a volunteer. Uh, there is a link there to find out more about mass feeding. Definitely follow and check the website uh, regularly because we'll be posting different training dates and it'll be on our event pages when we do that. Uh, if they contact me directly and have a small group want to come down and train, uh, we've got dishes to do now. So <laughs> happy. <laughs> I would say we got somewhere for everyone. My favorite volunteers, the ones that love just to clean and be on the back end and serving, uh, just very humble and amen. Yeah, that's right. That melts my heart. So you're, yeah. So again, you're eight, talking eight. about people without food. Just one story. We had a yeah, we were set up across from an apartment complex that had recently had a, a fire. Uh, one of the gentlemen came by, and you just don't know how it affects people just to see his demeanor change over the time. He had two different jobs and at two different restaurants. One was the Burger King down the street, lost power. And was out for over a weekend. Also worked at another restaurant downtown. They were able to come and just minister to them and the neighbors and bring them food. Even though he didn't have a job, he was bringing food to his neighbors from our feeding ministry. So, mm. yeah, it's just amazing. Those little things mean a lot sometimes, Mike. Absolutely. They really Absolutely. do. Mm. And I want to thank some of our national partners. And the reason why I bring it up right now while we have our guest on, Mike, and I think about Provia based in Ohio, New Point Community Church uh, based in Dover, Ohio as well, Our Savior's Church in Lafayette, Louisiana, Barnes Crossing Auto Group, an auto dealer uh, with auto dealerships in Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana. I think about Grace Church in Houston, Covenant Church, Church of the Woodlands, the Methodist Church as well in Texas, mm -hmm. and, and so many others. They cover our fixed cost. And when you deploy on a minute's notice with food and you have to make thousands of meals, sometimes six, eight, ten thousand meals over a period of time, there's a cost of doing that. Absolutely. And 99% of the time, the monies have not been raised, Mike. Mm -hmm. But our partners, by covering our fixed costs, they give us a chance to go out and then watch the Holy Spirit move as people donate eight days of hope. But we, we have never not sent a team out because we haven't raised the monies yet. So shout out to our partners. Go to 8dayshope.com. Scroll down the bottom of the page. Crescent Memorial and Tupelo, American Family Radio, WDCX, so many others. Thank you so much 
for your partnership with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope. Dustin, do you have some training coming up at all, do you? Yes, sir. We have um, some leadership training, rapid response managers training coming up later this month. Okay. Um, we're also looking at possibly doing some remote training here around Mississippi in the next few months to kind of experiment with that to see oh, wow. if we want to pursue that or not. But uh, we have lots of training uh, coming up real soon. Great. And Matt, you as well, do you have some feeding training on the schedule yet? Yes, sir. That's our first item of business to get back to work this new year. Um, hopefully I have some surprise things to talk to a couple of Christian camps who can really host more people and have facilities to train in throughout oh, uh, like local that. where we're at. So. Okay. Eight days of hope.com. If you know how to operate a chainsaw or heavy equipment, or you want to learn, you want to work in the kitchen, eight days of hope.com. Dustin, Matt, thank you guys so much for joining us today on Hope Reigns. God bless you guys. And I know that we'll be talking here in the next day or two. So um, you guys have a great day. And a happy new year. Absolutely. Happy new year. Thank you all. You too. God bless you both. Matt Schlegel and Dustin Sullivan, two of the leaders of eight days of hope. So they are staff members and uh, they lead volunteer leaders. You know, last year, Mike, mm-hmm. we had about 211 volunteer leaders. And this year, we are expecting that the final numbers, which we'll have by next week, that we're going to have over 300, 300. volunteer Ooh, leaders. Wow. Amazing. So, amazing, amazing. So a lot of people are being trained and uh-huh. and raised up and poured into and I'm so thankful for the Chandler girlies of the of the world and, and, and guys like these and our other leaders, you know, Adam Hames and Colleen Fabian, our safe house ministry people right. that are leading that. Uh, just so thankful for them. So really, really focusing on raising up some additional people. And so let me just ask you, though, we're our end of the new year here. Steve Tiber, what are the great hopes and aspirations that you see and our vision for this ministry? You know, I, my hope and goal is that in 2024 that the, the, the newer arms, the mass feeding arm, takes another huge step forward. Okay. And our rapid response arm, especially with our heavy division, God has blessed us, Mike, with millions of dollars mm, of equipment all paid amazing, for, yeah. maintained in excellence by, by volunteers with Eight Days of Hope that we are able to utilize that in multiple places at mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. Because disasters just don't come from Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. <laughs> they don't come starting January 2nd and right. don't visit us on holidays. I mean, mm-hmm. during the holidays, we've deployed many times over 18 years. But the other thing would be these leaders pouring into these leaders. Yeah. That was one of my goals I shared with my family. I shared some personal goals, health goals, family goals, mm-hmm. spiritual goals. Not in that order. But then I also said on the ministry side of Eight Days of Hope, I really would love to see some of these volunteer leaders take a step of growth and and, and gain that confidence to know that, yes, they can lead in excellence. And God's got a plan for them with the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. And see, that is setting it up for, let's face it, you and I are... Reckon on the ears. Yeah, and come on, man. Let's <laughs> go. It's going to be a point where, um, you know, <laughs> that what we're doing is setting up yeah. the future up for leaders. To and that's the right thing it. to do, Mike. Yeah, you know, is. I'm 63. I know you're, you're a couple years older than that. We mm-hmm. won't go into the numbers. But, <laughs> you know, we, we, we've been around, you know, I've been a part of this ministry since day one. And I know, Mike, you've been a part of it for, for about 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. It, it it we have some amazing young leaders. Oh, um, yes, you know, I think we, of yeah. Hannah Fletcher and Kim Lackey, and and Colleen Fabling and and Reagan Ayers and Dalton Beasley. So many, mm-hmm. so many of our staff. You know, we 
just a couple of years ago, Mike, there were two of us. Now there's 14 of us. But the two of us were leading eight volunteer leaders. Mm-hmm. Now the 14 of us are leading 300, 300. volunteer <laughs> leaders. And so, you know, Amazing. with not one arm, but now four arms. So again, go to Eight Days Open. Watch the year-end video and just watch what God did. Not We did nothing, but watch what God mm-hmm. did in 2023 through this ministry of Eight Days of Hope. But maybe you're looking to sow into a ministry. I know you're in giving this kind of past. But if you're thinking about partnering with somebody that if, if you you know look us up on some of the, the charity watchdogs out there, Ministry Watch or some of the others, uh, four-star ratings across the board. And I, we don't, we're not perfect. But because of our partners covering our fixed costs, if you want your dollars to be used 100% helping families in need, become a monthly partner. Go to 8daysofhope.com, click the Donate tab, tab. It's safe, it's easy, it's fast. You can become a monthly partner of $20 or $50, $100 a month. But know those dollars will be used on the front lines for Jesus. That's the exciting part about it because our uh, partners take care of those costs, yeah. the fixed costs that we Love have. To do that. Exciting. You got a big week ahead? Uh, you know, every week seems to be like, I know. you know, you start a plan and then yeah. all of a sudden this gets added, this gets switched around. But, you know, blessed are the flexible spirit. I say it all the time. But yeah, we. A good week ahead of us. How about you? Right. You know, yeah. Travel or anything? <laughs> yeah, or? I'm, I'm headed to Mississippi. Okay. Uh, you know, we have some training coming up. And again, we're we're working fervently. Keep these dates open, March 9th to March 16th. We've had 19 rebuilding trips over the years. Uh, we're looking to do our 20th trip sometime in 2024. And, and I, we have nothing official to announce yet. But... <laughs> Those dates are looking pretty good. I can't yeah. tell you where yet, but but I think those are the dates we're, we're, we'll know in a couple weeks. Sounds like you're about an inch away from We are an that. inch away, <laughs> half an inch away, but we're yeah. not there yet. We're getting okay. there. But that's part of the reason of, of my trip this uh, this upcoming week. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Be safe, be safe. Amen, amen. We are partnering with, uh, we are messengers on their tour again this spring. Oh my. So Darren uh, Mulligan, uh, we are messengers, Ben Fuller and Jonathan Trailer are going on tour. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing like 29 dates, go to we are messengers. I, I think they're announcing the tour next Monday. So a week from, you know what? No, in two days. Is it either this Monday or a week from Monday, okay. they'll be announcing their tour dates. But one of their tour dates could be where we're going to be in March. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Oh, my. You see how God stay, connects the dots? <laughs> stay in tune, <laughs> listeners. Right. There's it's, a bomb going to be. Think uh, about it. You, you <laughs> come on a rebuild trip with eight days open, and you could have <laughs> We Are Messengers, Ben Fuller and Jonathan Trailer entertaining you. Oh that would be unique. Goodness. We've never done that before. No. Oh, we have Incredible. Praise God. Again, I want to thank WDCX up here in upstate New York for producing this week's show. Our friends at American Family Radio love those guys. Very quickly, Don Wildman, the founder of American Family Radio, passed over the holidays. Mm. An amazing man, an amazing legacy. Actually gave Eight Days of Hope the seed money to launch a $100,000 gift back in 2005. Be praying for the Wildman family. I love Don. Love his his wife, his, his family, Tim, Walker, Wesley. The whole group continue to pray for them. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. 
Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.